Welcome to All Nations Worship Assembly, San Bernardino. We are so happy that you're here in the house of the Lord. We know it's not by accident, but it's by God's divine providence that you're here and that the Lord is going to speak something today. If your heart be open for it, that can change your life forever. I want to thank God for our co-pastor, Dr. Chiquette Dumas. Let's thank God for her. For you can we honor you. I said we honor her. Glory to God. Genesis 26 and 12. I can't wait till she gets back in the pulpit, by the way. So you're going to have these little whatever weeks they tell you you ought to have after this baby finally come. This child don't want to come for nothing. I'm like, what you know about this world that we don't know about? Because apparently you have some prophetic insight that you're holding off from coming in. But we're excited about um, the promise of Dr. Jaquette coming back and ministering to us again. Genesis chapter 26 and verse 12. This is last week of this series. And uh, we're going to jump into it and grab all that we can. The Bible says, Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks, possessions of herds, and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. I want to minister a message this afternoon simply entitled, Let's Sow. Let's, let's, let's sow. Thank you, gentlemen. We have been in this series all month long um, called Sow. The concept of this series is to teach us how to be like God. For the Bible shows us, even in John 3, chapter, verse number 16, is that God is a sower. Um, he sowed his son. Not only is he a sower, but he is one of extreme generosity. That he sowed his only son, the Bible says. So in order for us to be like God, we have to be a sower. Look at your neighbor and say, you've got to be a sower. You've got to be a sower. We realize that everything begins with the seed. Everything begins with the seed. We've been talking about the fact you began with the seed. Your purpose, your destiny, every plan that God has for your life began with a seed. Week number one, we begin to learn that our seed is a weapon against our enemy. According to Genesis chapter 3, verse 14 to 15, our seed is a weapon against our enemy. Our seed, the seed has the ability to crush the serpent's head. We talked about how our seed is not only our money, but our seed is our time, our talent, and our treasure. Last thing that we've talked about throughout this series is that God has promised us a harvest. That our harvest is not a maybe, but our harvest is guaranteed. And that God wants to release it to our lives. Today, I want to survey another story of yet another sower. Um, someone who made a decision that they would sow in the land that God had promised them to get into. Now, let me tell you something. You all have, and I said it last week, but more has happened. I, I have been receiving inboxes. 
um, uh, emails, text messages about the goodness of the Lord. This series has not just been another series for us. But I feel like it's been, am I the only one that feels that way? I feel like it's been a shift. Somebody say a shift. Some things are going to happen. I, I told you last Sunday that the Lord was, was blessing us hundreds upon hundreds. You remember that? And even though this series isn't about money, I, look at your neighbor and say, I'll take some. I'll, I'll, I'll take some. God, and I began to minister to you that God was going to start blessing us in forms of 100. How many of you remember that? I got, I, got, I got text message and email. One man just approved it, took a picture of the check and said, listen, this is what unexpectedly came in the mail this week was $100. Another lady said, every time that I come into the house of God and I sow a seed, before I could get out of the house of God, somebody else put a seed into my hand. And then she said, seeds have been coming in the forms of 100. Why are you telling me this, Apostle? Because I'm telling you the word of the Lord is sure if you become a sower and i'm talking about the position of your heart in your time your treasure and your talent god is going to give seed to the sower and the only ones of you who are going to miss this is those that don't align yourself with the word but if you get in alignment with this look at somebody next to you who already look bothered and tell them it's hard this time it's harvest time and when it's harvest time, my God, it's the truth. Things begin to happen. I was a Tuesday night in LA, LA at our Bible study. Somebody walked up to me and said, Apostle, I've been looking for a job. I got the job that I was looking for. Y'all, y'all, are you getting this? When you begin to teach this kind of stuff, man, and you begin to train, you see, you're in training camp so that you can begin to change the world. And I tell you what, you're not going to be able to change the world until you understand what kind of seed you're bearing. And your seed will not matter until you sow it and you water it. Somebody say, I got seed. In our scripture today, we find the character Isaac. And Isaac, the Bible begins to tell us, sold in the land that God told him to sow into. I want to go up to verse 1. Let's go to Genesis 26, verse 1. We're going to back up to move forward. The scripture says, there was a famine in the land. There's a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. Now, Abraham is his father. Are you rocking with me today? There was a famine in the day of his father. There's a famine in his day. I'm going to say it again. There was a famine in the day of his father, and there was a famine in his day. I, I, I want to just pause for a minute because some of us have thought that every hard place is a curse. So we, we think because it's hard and because my parents might have had to deal with this particular type of space, it must be a generational curse. But not all hard places are curses. Some hard places are opportunity for your destiny. You can just, because if there wasn't not a hard place, there would be no need for you to be revealed in that place. The whole reason why God has created you is because he wanted to send you a made for the hard place. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you that some of you are running from seasons and places you've been made for. You have been designed for that place. And that's why it seems hard because he created you to send you in to be the answer or the solution to the hard place. Okay. So many of us have a, I think, this kind of mindset we want it to be easy. 
Give me easy street. Give me, give me easy. Give me, give me easy going. Give me everybody smiling at me. Give me, give me everybody high-fiving me. Don't, don't let me experience a challenge. Don't let me experience something that seems a little difficult. Then I move to second-guessing God. Then I move to thinking I'm not in the right place. Then I move to thinking that this could not be the Lord's hand. But according to the scriptures here, God will raise up men that he will sin into a famine listen to me there's a thing called hunger that's what that word famine in the Hebrew means hunger 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 God is raising you up to go into hungry places to go into places where people are hungry and guess what they're hungry for they're hungry for what you're carrying are you getting this they are hungry for what's on the inside of you they are hungry for what God's locked inside of you but if you always reject the hard place they will never get fed in the place of hunger. Some of you looking at me like I am speaking Asian in here today. Chinese. Like I'm speaking French. But many of us have been made for the hard place. And when you're made for the hard place, if you be honest, some of us get sick of it. About 20% of you will rock with me on this. Some of us, you, 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 you're like, okay, God, I mean, please. Uh, does every moment have to be oppressed? Does it, uh, does, it, does it have to be this? And let me tell you, no, not every moment has to be oppressed. Some of your moments are oppressed because you won't give up. And I am not talking about giving up on life. I'm talking about giving up on your pattern. I'm talking about giving up on your way. I'm talking about giving up on what you want it to be. And the reason why some of you is such a fight, because it can be an ease in a hard place when you align yourself with the grace that's been placed on you. But you've been fighting the fact that you're called to the hard place. That's why you're still not winning. Look at somebody and say, give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up, please. Give it up, man. I'm destined for the hard place. I'm made for the hard place. Stop trying to break generational curses. That's not a generational curse. Uh, ha, ha. Some of you wasting your time in prayer. I bind you. Uh, devil, I curse you. You're going to lose my family. Let my family go. And God said, no, I made your whole family line for the hard place. I created that. That's why you're in the same space like what your dad was in because I created you for those kinds of lands. Verse 2, the Bible says, then the word, the Lord rather appeared to him saying, do not go down to Egypt. Do not go down to Egypt. Now you would have to study this to realize Egypt had a, a lot of stuff going on at that time. It was immense. Uh, uh, a lot of prosperity happened inside of it. Could have been an easier place to go to. God directs him and says, do not go to Egypt. Look at this. But live of which, live in the land of which I shall tell you. See, the key, this is our issues, y'all. Our issue is we want to tell him. Our prayer lists are lists of what we're telling him. Our, 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 our emails and texts we send our friends are what we're telling God. But oftentimes, the thing that you're telling God is the thing God's not interested in. 
You're telling God, Lord, I, I want this, and Lord, I want that. And God's like, no, actually, I don't want you to have any of that. I want you to be in this particular place. Listen to me. If you're taking those, write this down. If you're not taking those, this is the only point I want to give you real quick is follow directions. Follow directions. When you go to the land he's called you to, it doesn't matter how hard it is, you will always prosper in the land he's destined you to be in when you follow his directions. How many times did you make a decision to do what you wanted to do and then you got there and you were like, oh my God, I have jacked up. Now we got to reverse and pray again. Y'all ain't saying nothing. To help God, get God to help us get out of the problem we created our own self. Huh? Some of us, we are not in a fight with hell. Come on. You're in a fight with yourself. And you need to get into a place where you got to tell yourself, self, align with the word of God. Self, get into the place where God has called you to do. Look at your neighbor and say, I got to talk to myself. I got to. You, you've got to talk to yourself to get yourself to follow directions. Scripture say of David, David encouraged himself in the Lord. He, he had to have some conversations with himself in order for him to see what God wanted him to see. There is a land that you are called to take, but it's the land he will tell you. Let's keep moving. Uh, verse number three, Bible says, dwell in this land. I love that word, dwell. Dwell in this land. Dwell. That means let go. Uh, Dr. Kett and I lived in Oklahoma for some time. Um, praise God. Yeah, we, we lived in Oklahoma for some time. And, uh, and, and uh, I lived there for five years. And, and uh, for four years, I hated it. I lived there for five years, four years, I hated it, okay? I fought with God about why he had me there. I cursed the land, I'm just telling the truth. I couldn't stand the people of the land. I couldn't stand the people God has sent me to. I couldn't stand the church he had sent me to at times. He had took me from a 23,000 member church I was involved in to this struggling church of a hundred and some people and I was ticked off. The church I came from, you just put in a check request, you could get whatever you wanted in life. You hear me? Uh, this church I came to, I had to pay for everything out of my own bank account. I was frustrated. I didn't like the land. And I fought God for four years about, God, why don't you just let me out of here? When I let go. Decided, okay, I'm going to do well in the land. Okay, we're going to, we, we got engaged and we decided when we, in the midst of our engagement, let's buy a house out here. We, we're not going to just get an apartment, even though we know eventually one day we're going to leave. We're just going to do well in the land. We're going to take ownership of this land. We're going to buy a house. We bought a house, built the house from the ground up. And after being there for about a year being married, God said, you can go. But now I actually like the land. I actually bought a house. You know what I'm I like my house. My wife had decorated the house. She had, you know, PJ, she's a, you know, a DIY kind of girl. And so she had painted the walls of my office. And we had lime green wall in the family room, pink and tan walls in the bedroom. Come on, with the little chiffon hanging from the ceiling. Hello. Uh, it, was, it was nice. So I was happy about my house. 
And once I had settled it, well, what happened, Apostle Sherman? I finally had let go. I finally said, whatever your will is, that's what I'll do. What's your point? You can't move to the next till you embrace the now. You cannot move to the next until you embrace the now. You cannot move to the next until you embrace what you have right now. The well. Stop fighting it. Let your hair down and just realize this is where you're going to be. Own it. I want to be where he called me to be. Are you getting this? Here's the next thing. He said, if, if you dwell in the land, this is what's going to happen. I will be with you. Are you seeing that? So God is with us in the land he tells us to dwell in. It's possible that you've been looking for help in places he never told you to go. And I say all the time, God is not required to give you grace, that's God's divine ability, in a lane or a land he didn't tell you to go into. So some of us feel like, oh, it's dry out here. It's dry out here. Could it be dry because you're in the wrong spot? Could it be dry because you're not in the right place? Or could it be you're in the right place, but your heart is not in the right place? You're there physically, but you're not there. God's saying, listen, I want you to dwell in the land. And when you do, I'll be with you. And here's my next part. And I will bless you. Put the scripture back up for me. I will bless you. I will bless you when you make a decision that you're going to dwell in the land. And not only that, he says, your descendants, I give all these lands. And I will perform, perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. I told you some weeks ago, and this is kind of a review message today because I want you to get some of the things that we've been preaching all month long. And I told you that some of us have been feeling like we were only going to get our blessing. But I'm telling you, you're about to reap blessings that the generations that went before you have sown seeds of obedience for. And some of them disobedience who didn't do what they were supposed to do. And it's going to skip generation and it's going to fall upon you. And that's what he's telling him. He said, because, because of your obedience, I'm about to release to you what I made to your father Abraham and what I committed. I'm about to release generational blessings that are coming to your life. And stop, stop, stop. Look at somebody say, stop, please. Stop getting into a place where you only see the devil moving but never God. Beware of Christians that only see demons. Uh, I told the prophetic people around here, don't come telling me how many demons you saw crawling on the wall, crawling up your leg, and you can't tell me what God is doing. I start second guessing and wondering a little bit about you if only you only know what hell is doing. How you got so much insight to hell, but no insight to heaven? God wants you to stop deifying the devil. 
There, there is the world, okay. <laughs> There's the worship of the devil going on. I know some of you are like, I can't believe this man is saying this to me today. There is the worship of the devil going on in some of your houses. Well, you are glorifying Satan more than you are God. You are glorifying what hell is doing. That's why some of you need to turn that news off because it ain't done nothing but made you a pessimist. All you do all day long is talk about the negativity in the world. So much you can't even see the hand of God moving in our nation. And some of you are going to talk about America. America's going to hell. You may be going to hell, but America ain't going to hell, baby. For as long as I'm in this land, America will be saved. It's a remnant in the land. And wherever God and wherever God found the remnant, He always blessed the people. Are you getting this? America can't go into the California not about to fall into the sea because I live in California. All these prognosticators, all these lying prophets, all these stupid Christians who are going around singing that God is judging us and we're about to die. You can take that straight to hell. So give me eyes so I can track what heaven's doing. I know I need to know my enemy. I know I know I need to be able to bind hell. I know that I know I need to be able to see my enemy and understand him. But I want to know more about God than I do the devil. I want to know more about heaven than I do hell. I want to know more about what the earth God is doing in the earth than what the enemy is doing in the earth. I need God's eyes. Are you hearing me? What am I saying? Stop looking at your family through the lens of the enemy and start looking at your family and tracking what God's doing. I know you can tell me about how everybody crazy, but when was the last time you looked at your family line and said, oh, I see God moving there. I see him moving here. I see what he's doing over there. They might be acting a little crazy, but look, oh, look, you got to start praising God for the small wins. They used to drink every day. Now they only drink, y'all, they say it once a week. Oh, we making progression. They used to smoke every day, but now they smoke once a month. You got to look for what God is doing. He's moving upon them. He's shifting things around them. Look at your neighbor and say, open your eyes. What is he doing? How is he shifting? The reason why you hate your job is because you only see what the devil's doing at your job. You're not seeing what God is up to. You see that you can't stand your boss, but you're not seeing that God is training you for war. You ought to go to work excited about the training ground. You thought enough of me that you would send me into training for my destiny. You thought enough of me that you would send me into places where people can't stand my guts so that you can prepare me for the places you are sending me to. I'm tracking God. I'm watching God. And I ain't stunned to death. Where when you, when you focus, I'm going to stay right here for a minute. When you begin to focus on God, the Bible says the thing that you think on, I paraphrase, is the things you become. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And if you think you're a prisoner of hell, you're going to be a prisoner of hell. But if you begin to start acting and thinking like a freed man, start declaring freedom over your family, start declaring freedom over your city, freedom is going to manifest. Am I preaching to anybody in here that knows that you are about to step into the greatest day of freedom your eyes have ever seen? I want to prophesy.
prophesy to somebody that as you begin to focus and as you begin to shift, you're about to see it manifest. Stay here. You think your husband crazy and that's all you focus in on the craziness. When was the last time you started focusing on what God was doing in them? Woo-wee. What if you started honoring more about what God was doing than what the devil was doing? Honor God moments in your life. Y'all, see, I could tell about 20, about 80% of you don't like what I'm saying right now. Because the enemy done got you caught up in some old lazy, demonic, demonic way where you're always looking at the devil and always talking about the devil. But I need about 100 people who will be willing to let God shift your mouth and shift your heart and say, I'm going to start tracing God. I'm going to find God in every place because he's every place at all times and he's always doing something. He's always moving somewhere. I'm going to stop looking for demons and I'm going to start searching for angels. I'm going to stop looking for hell and I'm going to start searching for heaven. There go heaven over there. I see heaven moving here. I see heaven moving over there. I made a commitment that I will trace God. How, how you going to be a Christian more in tune with hell? Generational blessings. He said, I want you to dwell in the land. And if you dwell in the land, I'm going to be with you. That's major. That's major. That's major because I'm never alone. The Bible said when family forsake you. Only a couple of people going to act real in here today. Because you'll be in some situations that when you obey God, some of your family think you flat out crazy. Y'all don't want to hear this. Some, when you obey God, they're looking at you like you're a complete idiot. You, you know you're the stupidest person I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> obeying God the way you're obeying him. They will talk about you all kind of. But God said, when family forsake you, I will be with you. I will be right there. Look at this, y'all. He will be right there to the end. He'll be there to the end. You might jump off my ship. You may not have nothing to do with me. But as long as I stay in sync with him, he'll be there to the end. Look at somebody that look like they want some chicken and tell him he'll be there to the end. He'll be there to the end. Oh, hungry behind. Already ready to go. To the end. 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 To the end, to the end, to the end, y'all don't want to, to the end, I'll never leave you, nor forsake you, I'll never leave you, nor forsake, I'll be there, to the end. You, you, you can recruit people, let me testify, you can recruit people to your team and they'll leave you, I can't hear you, you'll recruit people to what you're building and they'll leave you, but God said, I don't care how many leave you, if you lean on me, I'll send you 20 for everyone that leaves, everything you lost, I'll send you more, don't you worry about those that are leaving you, understand that God says, there is more with you than are against you. I said there's more with you. Listen, listen. The 
devil wants you to make you feel like you're alone. But I'm seeing the host of heaven. I pray that God open your eyes this afternoon so that you can see the angels, the armies of the angels of the Lord. They're with you, they're with you, they're with you, they're with you. Look at your neighbor say they're with you, they're with you, they're with you, they're with you, they're with you. You got to get home and when depression tries to make you come out of your bed, when depression tries to keep you in your bed, you ought to look at depression and say, I got more with me than you. I got more with me than you. I got more with me than you. When heartache tries to come, you got to begin to tell them, I got more. I got more. I got more. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Sit down. Generational blessings. Generational blessings. Be seated. You dwell in the land and I called you to dwell in. He said, not only will I be with you, but I'm going to bless you. Some of us don't understand that word bless. It means to bestow upon you. There is stuff that's been held up for years at a time. But I want to tell you in this prophetic moment as a house, you are about to receive things that are about to be bestowed upon you that you've only heard of, that you only wrote down. God is about to place his hand upon you. And when he places his hand upon you, he's about to bestow what belongs to you. If I were you, I'd just start going like this, going like this. Just start reaching for it. I'm about to be strong. Be strong. I'm about to be strong. I'm about to be strong. I'm about to ah, Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Let him go into a blessing. I'm not gonna let my promise go into a blessing. I will fight until he bless me. I will roar until he bless me. I will pray until he bless me. I will worship until he bless me. I'm gonna get what belongs to me. I'm ready for my blessing. Sit down. Dwell in this land. And I'll be with you. And I'll bless you. Sit down. Verse 4. And I will make your descendants, I love this part, multiply as the stars of the heavens. This is important because you realize I don't live for myself. But the life I live will be multiplied. 
whether I have natural children or not, if I sow my life into any aspect into this world, the Lord has given me the promise that I will never die. Some of y'all remember baby's kids. We don't die. We listen to me in here you gotta realize that if you connect yourself with god i will never die they may put me in the ground but my anointing is gonna live from generation to generation i am locked inside of the kingdom and the bible says and his kingdom will reign from generation to generation because somebody say i'm not gonna die My God. Woo. This faith that I'm living is not just for myself, but I gotta get up in the morning. Cause if I don't get up in the morning, it's possible that my spiritual and natural descendants will not receive what they're supposed to receive. I cannot live this life like I'm living it singly, but I've gotta understand that God has raised me up to multiply. Listen to me today. God wants to pour your essence into people around this nation. He wants that same anointing that's upon your life to begin to touch the those that are around you. It is about to be amazing. Tyson, come here. Stand right here. Lift your hands. You're so funny. Lift your hands. That's what the Lord told me to tell you. Is that that anointing that's on my life for expansion, for expansion, and for the release of his glory in hard places, he destined you for it. I saw you a couple of weeks ago. I was driving home. And as I was driving home, I saw you walking home. And while you were walking home, the Lord took me in a glimpse. I'm going to try to release this when I fall in the part of myself. And I saw myself in a certain season of my life. Not that, not that my family wouldn't want to take me, but my mom was at work, but I had a hunger for the house of God. So on the summer days, I would walk to prayer at 6 a.m. And I would walk to prayer at 12. And I would walk to prayer at 6 p.m. Every single day of the summer. And the Lord began to build something on the inside of me. And back then, at the ages of 14, 15, and 16, he started to talk to me about what he wanted to do in me. As I walked, and the Lord told me to tell you, you're not walking by yourself but every time you take a step he's talking to you now i find that devil that's been making you feel bad about yourself bad about your situations bad about your life but i lose the importation that belongs to you in jesus name i wish somebody open your mouth and bless him you're not gonna die i said you're not gonna die you're not gonna die you're not gonna die when you align yourself with the will of god he will perform exactly what belongs to you and your feet shall trod many nations your feet shall trod many nations you will break those curses and you will put a demand on the generational blessings for the grace upon you you've been made to be different don't you allow the words that are being spoken over you and to you to make you hate yourself or discuss your situation but you are mandian as you have planted yourself 
in the house of God. I tell you about this time next year, you're about to see a revolution happen in your family. If I be a man of God, you're about to see my hand on your side massive deliverance and the and the addictions that are hanging on in your family the addictions in your household God is going to deal with them he's going to deal with them and he's going to deal with them and I pray no evil come nigh your dwelling place we lift up a hedge around about you you will walk in what God called you to walk in that he upholds his word. Be seated for a minute. I got to go. I don't live for myself, but I'm living for those that come behind me. Verse 6 says, So Isaac dwelled in Gerar, and the men of the place asked about his wife, and he said, she is my sister. Look at somebody say, ooh, he lied. For he was afraid to say she was my wife. Because he thought, lest the men of this place kill me for Rebecca. Because she is beautiful to behold. I wasn't going to drop this in my message, but the Lord said, Sherman, you need to. Because some people feel like because they made a mistake that I'm done with them. He said, I, I need you to drop this right here in the middle of the story. He said, because I dropped it there for a reason. He said, because so many get on the journey with God. And as soon as they make a mistake or a misstep or an intentional lie here or an intentional thing here, we start feeling like God is done with us. Before God released the blessing fully to him, he straight up lied. Look at somebody say, he lied, he lied, he lied. He called his wife, his sister to try to protect his moment but I want to just prophesy to somebody here today who's felt defeated this week because you made a mistake or you did not obey in some area what you've got to do is swiftly align I said swiftly align the next verse it says that the man came and asked him is that really your sister and he said no sir I straight up lied to you that's not my sister that's my wife it's my wife it's my I was afraid that you were going to kill me one of our problem is is that when you you make the mistake you end up lying there you end up staying there you end up living there but God's saying whatever you make the mistake the key is to open your mouth and be real about your misstep be real about your mistake be real about where you are and come into the place of grace by way of repentance and the Bible makes it clear let's move let's move let's move the Bible makes it clear in verse 12 that Isaac sold in that land the land that God told him to sow in that land that land we've been talking about that this series that land 
Not, not any other kind of land. Not any land that anybody else tells me to go to. Not an easier land. Not a land that's prettier. People used to tell me when I first moved to San Bernardino, they used to say, what good can come out of San Bernardino? I told them, hold on and watch me while I work. Because as I obey God, you'll see a spring that's going to well up out of San Bernardino that will affect the world. I begin to prophesy to them that there will come a day in this city where our airport will be a fully serviced airport and people will begin to fly in and out of this city not just commercially but they'll begin to fly in domestic flights but the Lord told me years ago I'll begin to make San Bernardino a beacon of light of revival and the revival that takes place in San Bernardino will be the thing that forces them to open an airport in this city I will not pull back on the word it will be fully operational as a domestic airport in this city and the will of the Lord shall come forth because revival Evil is on the way. I'm telling you, there's divine alignments and there are shiftings that are coming that God will cause for a place that is found upon to be the place that he makes beautiful. For he says in his word, everything is beautiful in his time. And look at your neighbor and tell him, it's about time. It's, a, it's about time. 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 It's almost time. It's almost time. Listen, he sowed in that land and he reaped the same year. <laughs> I'm trying to prophesy to you. It's not going to be next year. I bind that devil who's been telling you this is just another series. I bind that devil to tell you this has just been a lot of hype. I bind that devil that tells you that you're not going to get it, that it's for everybody else but not you. But I want to prophesy to somebody this year, 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 this year. Come here, Heidi. This year. This year, this year, this year, lift your hands, this year, this year, this year, because of your obedience to the king, he's about to release a boatload of blessings upon your life, this year, this year, oh, okay, this year, you're going to begin to see that revival in your family, I know. God is on this in this house. You're going to see it. You're going to see it. You're going to see it this year, this year, this year. This is the year. This is the year. This is the year. Oh, uh -huh. And the Lord takes me back to the time when you first saw him, when you first gave your life to him seriously, and you had a conversation with him, and you said, God, I'm going to trust you with my life. I'm going to give all this stuff up, but I'm going to trust you with my life. And the Lord said, because you trusted me with your life, I'm about to show you what I'll do with a life submit because it wasn't that you didn't have chances it wasn't that you didn't have opportunities to turn back into the woman you once were but you told hell no and the Lord said I am proud of you my daughter and I'm about to release what belongs to you in the name of Jesus I wish somebody would give God thanks he reaped in the same year 
hundredfold. Some of you don't understand that language. You think it's a hundred percent. But God's saying, listen, I'm about to release a blessing back to you that's a hundred times what you sow. What I'm about to release to you, you think that your seed was large. You think what you gave time, treasure, talent was large. He said, I am my God today. I am about to bless you 100-fold. 100-fold. Y'all don't want to believe it. See, I got receipts all day. These testimonies have been coming in. One lady told me, Apostle, I needed a new car to get up and down where I was living. And she said, my sisters, without me asking, came and said, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to help you get a car. And with, with her credit not being perfect, because y'all know I don't believe getting a car is a testimony usually. Because some of y'all be like, oh, I got a car. I'm like, yeah, we, we all can turn our credit in and get a car. But now when your credit ain't right, and then they give you the kind of terms like your credit is right, that sounds like favor to me. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Because <laughs> all of us could go get a car with a high interest rate. You go to one of them places. Come on. Jose's cars. You go to one of them places. You go get you a couple of cars. But it's favor. When you walk into a place where your credit shouldn't really allow you to get a car. Y'all don't want to work in here. But you start getting a car like you had great credit. And when people start finding you to say that I'm going to pay the down payment for your car. That sounds like a miracle to me. I'm just testifying about what's been testified to me. And I want you to know this is not hype. This is not just a message. It is the word of the Lord. And I prophesy 100 fold, 100 fold, 100 fold. Listen. Listen, listen, 100-fold. And the Lord blessed him. And the Lord blessed him. Now listen, sit down for a minute. Listen, you are not called to just plant your time, your treasure, your talent. But God wants you to plant yourself. I want to talk to those in this house who have planted themselves. Give me Psalm 92 and verse 13. I want to prophesy to the folks who have been all the way in. I want to prophesy, because some of y'all don't want to believe this, but I'm going to prophesy to the people who have given up their time, their talent, their treasure, and themselves and said, I'm going to plant myself here and I'm going to let my roots run deep, y'all. I want to prophesy to people because some of you don't understand that there's a certain level of blessing you get by where you position yourself. Hello? There is stuff that Elisha got from Elijah that the sons of the prophets never got. And the reason why the sons of the prophets never got that kind of blessing is because Elisha planted himself right next to Elijah as much as he could. As long as he lived, he told him, I'm going to be committed to what God is doing in your life. And I want to talk to those who have really been planted. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you, son. I'm, I'm talking to you, son. I, I want you to know that God is saying, not only will 
until you plant yourself in the house of the Lord. But I want to prophesy it's your time to flourish. You are about to flourish in the course of our God. If you have let your deep roots run deep, God is going to reward you. I feel it. God is going to reward you. I said God is going to reward you. I said God is going to reward you. I said God is going to reward you. He's 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 going to reward you. Maria Rabasura, Iserebebe, Mansara Manso, Yarebetoa, Yesera Mansia, Yelabamba de la Raha, Osara Manso, Yarebe, Rebe, Rebe, Ura Mansia Labo, Marabasa, lift your hands in here. I decree resources. The release of what belongs to you. What belongs to you. Nothing missing, nothing broken. I break the back of struggle at any level. I break the back of struggle at any level. I command it now. The blessings of the Lord. 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 I decree it. I command it to be so. I decree it. I command it to be so. I decree it. I command it to be so. In Jesus' holy name. Lift your hands in here. You have the ability to shift. People like, you know, I don't know that I'm planted, but I'm willing to get planted. Listen to me. You got to get to the place where you don't allow yourself to be a potted plant. That whenever you're offended, the devil can pick you up and move you wherever you want to go. Whenever you get upset about something, you quit. I want to bind that spirit of it's not my season, devil. I want to bind the spirit up that, yeah, it's not your season because you're offended. That's why. And so all of a sudden, God changed his mind about the seasons you are in. I want you to get Monday. I'm about to mess with some of you in here today. Get planted. Somebody say, get planted. Somebody say, get planted. Somebody say, get planted. Get planted. Get planted. Get planted. Get planted. Get planted. You can't just eat at the table and call yourself planted. When it's your house, I'm preaching here. When it's your house, that means that you're going to take responsibility of your house. I place rebuke upon every single person who in this transition when we became all in one house that was serving before and quit serving. The rebuke of God be on you. You're out of order. And with every excuse, uh, it got sober all of a sudden, that you created to make yourself not do what God called you to do, I bind it in the name of Jesus. Because God never intended for your gifts to not to be challenged and for your gifts not to grow. And so God, and this is, this is a great thing about rebuke. Rebuke should be done in love and it should always create a space for redemption. Are you understanding this? And I'm encouraging you to align yourself with the purpose of God. Not only you who came before we became the campus, there's some of you who just quit. And you quit because you're offended. I'm coming up a kind of prophetic lie you're telling yourself. You're just, a lot, you're just offended in, 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 in hell. And God says, align yourself. Lift your hands. I feel his glory now. Come on. Come on. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. I'm trying. 
Come on, lift your hands. Let's just worship into that for a moment. Come on. I said, let's just worship it. Why y'all quiet? I said, let's worship into that now. Lift your hands and open your mouth and worship it. Listen. Genesis 16, verse number 13. Put it up for me. 26, excuse me, 13. Put it up for me. Bible says, the man began to prosper. I'm going to release this to you, then I'm out of your hair. And continued prospering until he became very prosperous. When you become a sower, what am I giving you today? I'm giving you warfare material. When you see yourself not prospering in your soul, when you see yourself not prospering in your money, your time, your talents, what you begin to do is you get home, you take a scripture like this, and you say the promise of God is that if I sold, that God would prosper me, and that I would continue to prosper, and that I will become very prosperous. When the devil looks you in your face and say, it's not so, you look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, 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 self, uh, God has spoken that he will prosper you and that you will continue to prosper and that you will become very prosperous. I need you to look at somebody real quick and say, hey, you, tell them you will prosper. You will continue to prosper and you will become very prosperous. Now, I dare you to give God a praise Lift your hands. I decree. That what belongs to us comes to us. 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 Father, I decree in Jesus' holy name that we will not be denied what belongs to us. We will not be denied what is ours in Jesus' name. Listen, I want you to stay right where you are. There are two types of people I want to pray for.